Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your guest host Eli, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are, and however you're listening, thank you for your support. And once again, welcome home. Man, it's good to be here. Um, my name is Eli Katina. I'm Joe's youngest son and Josh's younger brother. Um, Josh, a lot has happened in the past four months. I remember uh, a couple months back, we were sitting in your living room yep. at an apartment, and mm-hmm. we're no longer in an apartment. Uh, Josh and his wife, Alexis, have gotten married they've moved into this new home um dude what's that been like over these past four or five months of doing the podcast a lot has changed uh give an update to the listeners on on what's happened on your life um as the host man well first of all thanks for coming over and being willing to uh sit in my seat for for an hour or so and uh host this podcast uh, what's been the adjustment moving here has been honestly really good. Um, you know, Alexis moved into this house before we got married. Uh, so she was already kind of here and set everything up and she kind of had her routine. And so after the wedding, I just kind of slid in and I found, uh, where I fit in. And, um, obviously there's definitely been challenges, uh, that we've gone through but it's been uh, as good as I could hope for so far so yeah well I love the house would you do you prefer living in a home compared to an apartment yeah I definitely do I um a few days ago um my friend me and Alexis's friend Liz uh was celebrating her birthday and her and her her and her husband, Michael, live in an apartment and just being back in an apartment and like having to worry about not being too loud for the neighbors that that's one thing. That's honestly the biggest thing is like not having to share walls or a floor or ceiling with people. Um, I don't miss that at all. So, but yeah, I enjoy the the house life. It's funny that you mentioned that though, because regardless of whether you're in an apartment or in a neighborhood, you always have neighbors. Yeah. And a couple weeks ago, Josh and his wife threw a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a little incident with the neighbors. Um, there's a, a, a peanut butter scandal on the loose in Forest <laughs> Crossing. Uh, some kids hit a couple of the cars with peanut butter um, and egged some cars. But all good fun. Neighbors are fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, congrats on the home. Congrats on marriage excited uh, for this podcast. So most people don't know this, but after high school, before I uh, went into ministry, I actually spent a semester at a college here in Tennessee. Um, I wanted to major in psychology. I wanted to be a psychologist. I've always been fascinated with the human brain. I think people are super interesting and just the way we think. Um, And if there's anything I know about you, Josh, you are quite the quick-witted individual. So thank you. As a guest host, I know you have a typical format, but we're going to do something a little different. 
to kick it off an icebreaker, okay. if you will. So what I've done is I've compiled a list of names, uh, random objects, um, and some other places and things. And I'm going to read off this list to you. And with that quick-firing brain I know you have, I want you to say the first word that comes to your mind. No hesitation. Whatever comes off, there's about 15 of these words. Some are people. Uh, Give me the first word that comes off the top. Are you ready? Uh, I think so. It's going to be a a quick-firing list. All right, here we go. Kobe Bryant. Greatness. Abraham Lincoln. Impact. Donuts. Yummy. CHSDGAF. High school. West Main. Family. Taco Bell. Cheap. Tom Brady. Eh. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. West Coast. The color blue. Ocean. Lakers. Champions. Zion Katina. Funny. German Shepherd. Big. Nashville. Home. USC Trojans. Disappointing. Dune. Loud. Hmm. So Dune is a movie. That was originally a book. You just watched it. Josh texted me after, and he said that Dune was one of the greatest soundtracks you've ever heard. Yeah. Who, who composed it? Uh, I think it was Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Rave reviews on, on Dune, correct? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Well, it... um. I I heard at like the beginning of the year that they were going to come out with a movie and I saw like one of the trailers and it just looked really interesting to me and then I found out that it was based off of a book so I ended up just getting the book to read it. I wanted to read it before the movie came out and so I really enjoyed the book. Um it's not an easy read but once I got into it like um I don't read a lot of like science fiction stuff but that it was um it was just a really good book so i i was nervous for the movie because i felt like i feel like a lot of times when they try to make movies out of books like they they just miss the mark they're not they uh they have a hard time like capturing how the book makes you feel and so i was a little skeptical about how they were going to turn this book into a film but um, I really enjoyed the movie. Alexis and I went together. It was one of our first times back in theaters in a long time. And I know the movie came out on HBO Max, but one of my um, friends who he works in the film industry, uh, he posted on his Instagram story about Dune. And he basically said he watched it both in theaters and on HBO. And uh, he said that, you know, you need to watch it in theaters just to get uh, a grasp of the scale of the movie. And so he's someone I trust when it comes to movies. I'm not, I'm no movie connoisseur, but, um, I trust him. So we watched it in theaters and I really enjoyed it. It's just a, 
I said it was loud, but it's also just a big movie, like yeah, huge landscapes and very beautiful. But yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, one of the highlights of the movie, though, you said was the soundtrack. Yeah, right? yeah. What about the soundtrack? Like, um, well, I don't want to give any spoilers, but the movie itself and like the story of Dune, just it's just a huge story. It's just big, like big it's it takes place on in different galaxies and right these huge vast landscapes of of foreign planets and so the the soundtrack itself i felt like really captured um like my friend said it captured the scale of the movie it's just a Hmm. big like um kind of uh what's the word uh it's just a boisterous soundtrack and so yeah it, and had a lot of um unique sounds and I, I really enjoy soundtracks good soundtracks too of, yeah. of movies i think they're a big part of the experience yeah that's one of my favorite things well not my favorite things but one thing i really uh, admire and respect about you is your ability to listen to music through a artist's perspective hmm. Um, and we live in Nashville and one thing I love and don't love about Nashville is 90% of Nashvillians are quote unquote musicians. <laughs> um, and to our listeners, you may or may not know this, but Josh is one of the few who is actually, in my opinion, a real musician. Um, I but that. I have, I have a question for you, Josh, um, in a world like the music industry where it's so big, there's so much competition. So many people create music, produce music, write songs. It's such a huge space, kind of like Dune. There's a lot of different galaxies to the music industry. Um, When I was playing football, the blueprint for success as an athlete was very laid out. It was very clear. There were very defined metrics to what made a successful athlete versus an unsuccessful athlete. Because there's awards, there's scholarships, obviously there's different careers in athletics. Um, And it's very clear, but with music, there's a lot of uh, gray area, if you will, in the music industry. So as a musician, as an artist, I'm curious for you and your journey specifically, what do you think defines success in music? Oh, wow. Um, well, I guess when it comes to, to music, like the first thing you have to remember is that music is, it's an art, it's not a science. So, um, there's no objective way of measuring, oh, this is a good song or this is a bad song. These are good sounds. This is bad sounds. It's really up to the listener and up to the artist. And so, um, I think success is a hard thing to quantify in music just because of that, because there are no um, exact measurements of how good a song is or how good an album is. And so I guess what I would say success, at least for me, when it comes to music, probably I would say in, in just the process of making music, I think my best songs and the songs that I enjoy the most are the ones that are the most honest Um, and honest not only in what I'm saying but honest 
in um, the sounds that I choose and like because it's when I'm making music, it's really hard for me to not think about like, well, are is an everyday listener gonna want to hear this? Mm. Is is this sound you know popular enough? Is this sound is this rhythm or or these chord progressions are they um, palatable for an everyday listener? And um, I guess for me, just being honest with what I like and with what speaks to me. Being able to do that when I make music, that's success to me, is Mm -hmm. um, just being raw and authentic about who I am and how I feel and what I have to say. That's good, dude. I think, you know, that's a struggle that not only musicians face when creating songs, kind of that tension between what's popular and what's real. I think that's the same struggle a lot of uh, people, myself included, um, struggle with just being human, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, what about me is uh, going to come off appealing to other people, but what's also authentic and real? Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about, you know, art and, and music is um, it's just appreciated differently by different people. And I think there's a lot, too, in life where um, we have to come to the realization that not everyone's going to like us mm-hmm. and not everyone's going to find our gifts suitable, but that doesn't uh, unjustify our talents. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. No, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, my next question, I actually really like this question. I think you're going to like it, too. Okay. So one thing about Josh... Well, I'm curious if I nailed this. What are your top three interests, general interests? Don't overthink this. Okay. <laughs> but in life, what are you? What are some of your your top interests or hobbies? I mean, I definitely say music. I would say uh, sports, and I guess just my family. So I absolutely nailed this question then. <laughs> I knew family was an obvious one, but sports and music are very near and dear to Josh's heart and to his interests. So, I have a question for you. Josh, if you had to create a starting five basketball lineup only using artists, rap artists, country music artists, pop R&B, who would your starting five be? I'm going to give you a sixth man as well. Who would they be, and what position would each player play? Combining oh, your two worlds, this is a music lie. and sports. Wow, this is a lot. I have to think about this. I would, The first name that comes to mind is J. Cole. Oh, um, great pick. He's six foot four. He played college basketball at St. John's University. And so I would put J. Cole, I guess I put him at point guard because oh, I want interesting. him. I don't know. I just think he can, he, he at least has a background in basketball. So um, he can handle the ball probably better than most um, and has somewhat of a basketball IQ. After him, I would go. Uh, Quavo, 
I'm not like a huge Migos fan, but I've seen Quavo play basketball and he's like, all right, so I'll put him at the two. Sticking with the rap genre here, I can see where this is going. Yeah, well, oh man. After that, I guess I would say at at center, I'm going to put 50 Cent. Mistake. Be- the game goes at center all day. Well, this is my team, okay. so I'm putting okay. 50 Cent at center because I like the toughness and the grittiness. Um, I don't know if he can play basketball at all, but I'm sure he can set a good screen. And then for the three and the four, oh man, this is hard. I, I'm trying to think of like size because I want to have some size on my team. Um, I guess, I guess I would take, um, you know, I'm going to go with Jid, but I'm going to put Jid at the two and move, uh, Quavo to the three. Okay. Jid's, I just know he was a college athlete. So having some athleticism on the floor would be nice. Um, and then, man, I have to pick a sixth man to. Oh, uh, Master P. I have to go with Master P because I'm pretty sure he actually played in the NBA. I'm gonna risk looking really stupid right now, but I do not know who Master P is. He's he's uh he's an artist from like I want to say early '90s. He was like a he was a rapper. Um, but he, oh man, I hope I'm not messing this up, but I'm pretty sure he spent time in the NBA at one point. So Interesting. I'll put him at power forward. And then for my sixth man, um, my sixth man, I'm going to go with Eminem because <laughs> I like to Let's have, go. I like to have a guy come off the bench who's willing to you know, maybe play a little dirty, rough up the team, whatever it may be. And, and I that's think Marshall Eminem, right there. Yeah, I think Eminem would be capable of doing the dirty work off the bench. Wow. So you said J. Cole, Jid, 50 Cent, Master P, Quavo, Quavo and, and Slim Shady. Yep. Okay, last, the cherry on top. Who would your head coach be has to be a former dead or alive, obviously, United States president. Oh my goodness, uh, Barack Obama. Oh, That's let's easy. Go. Obama. I think he's the only president I've ever seen shoot a basketball. He so. might suit up too. I'll go with Obama. Love it, love it, dude. Um, that's awesome. Well, this final question, um, which is really what the heart of the podcast is about you know, the questions, so I'm not going to try to build up too much suspense. But Josh, what is going on at home? Oh, man. I, it's funny because I asked that question to all my guests, and you would think I'd have like a really good answer, but I don't. And now I'm realizing how difficult that question can be. Um, what's going on at home for me right now? Well... I, I guess we kind of talked about it at the beginning, but I got married in August. Um, and so I've been slowly just adjusting to married life with my lovely wife. Um, 
we've been decorating and just trying to make this act this place feel like a home and um all the credit goes to alexis for that um i work from home so i spend a lot of time here and so yeah i'm working a lot um and i'm also just kind of in a place where you know wedding planning is behind me i'm married we don't have any kids um i have a job but i just guess i'm trying to figure out like uh it's like a reassessment of like what my purpose is in Mm -hmm. life right now um just because you know i'm out of school so i went to i went to college for um i graduated from college in 2019 so it's been two years now since i've been out um but i think i'm still like adjusting to just not having as much structure as i was used to basically my whole life until i graduated um i don't have like classes to go to or grades to check on or tests to study for i just wake up every day and do my job Um, and yeah, so I, I would say I'm at a place where I'm still just trying to find purpose and what fulfills me in life. But yeah, that's kind of a high level version of what's going on at home. Yeah. You said a lot. Um, let's take it from the top down. So the first thing you said, obviously got married in August. Um, super pumped that the wedding planning is behind you definitely um what was i think so i got married a little over a year ago and it's so weird how much planning goes into a day and how uh different or the same that like your wedding is compared to like how you pictured or imagined it mm-hmm. um, so i'm curious like as someone now who's been through that experience being married but specifically your wedding day um what surprised you about like the actual day what did you enjoy and what did not go like the way you imagined it good or bad well i would say alexis did a really good job of just preparing for the wedding so I felt like the wedding day itself was pretty smooth. Like there wasn't a lot of like panic moments or like, where's this or who's supposed to take care of that. And so I really was just able to enjoy my wedding um, and kind of sit back and I did my best to soak it, soak it all up and just enjoy the little moments and the big moments. So things that were different than what I expected I would say, um, man, I guess I probably had like these big expectations of, um, like how I was going to feel when, when it was all over. Like I thought it was going to be, I just felt different than I thought I was going to. Like when it was over, it was almost like a sense of, obviously I was happy and, um, excited, but also I was very relieved mm. and I didn't feel like I was, I didn't expect that. Yeah. And so I, there was a lot of relief that like everything went well and, um, 
yeah, that that's one thing that I wasn't expecting, but it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. I was there as a witness. It's beautiful. Um, really happy for you guys. Uh, same question. What has surprised you? You know, something you didn't expect, um, good or bad, from from marriage. Because I think it's so weird. You know, you talk about purpose, like for how many months? Like nine months. Your whole a lot of your purpose is like planning the wedding. Yeah, like that's how you fill a lot of your schedule. That's the focus. Um, it's stressful, but in a way too, it's kind of. Um, it's good to have like that clarity. Like right. it's like, what's going on? Oh, I'm planning my wedding, but then it's over. And then it's like, wow, now we have our, from what was like so busy, our schedule was filled. There was so much anticipation. And then like in a day, it's just gone. And now you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a newly married person, what have you been surprised, um, about, you know, being a spouse, what's been good and what's been challenging, um, to just like navigate through. Um, well, I feel like I've probably talked about this on previous episodes, but, um, I'm definitely, definitely an, a more introverted person, definitely more introverted than Alexis is. And so, um, one of the things that I felt like was going to be a challenge about being married was not having as much alone time. Cause you know, while we were planning the wedding, I was living by myself. I was, I had all the alone time I wanted and just, t- that's really important to me. Um, just having time to be with myself and that energizes me. And so one thing I was, I guess, concerned about was just how I would adjust to always having someone else in the house with me. Um, but surprisingly I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed, you know, having, dinner with Alexis every night and we'll our our usual routine is we eat dinner and then we'll watch something on TV or whatever together and then go to bed and so um I have a lot less alone time but I think it's been uh an opportunity for me to grow and just appreciate um the company of someone else and it helps that I love her um yeah that definitely helps yeah for a challenge, one of the challenges I would say probably um, this is this is a small thing, but like just like the way Alexis likes to have the house is different than her expectations for how, how the house is supposed to be are different than my expectations. And so by that, I mean like just figuring out, okay, who's doing the dishes, who's taking out the trash, who's doing the laundry, who's all of, all of those things that it takes to run a house. Like we've just had to kind of figure that one out. And so I think that has been a challenge for both of us. I definitely think Alexis would say that's been a challenge for her. So, um, I would imagine you're the very clean, organized one and Alexis. Um, no. Oh, really? No, I, I would say, it that it actually surprised me too because Alexis isn't like messy or anything, but I just didn't realize how much of a priority like order was for her, and yeah. so um, yeah, I would say I'm I'm probably the messy one of the two. Wow, and, but that yeah. surprises me. 
Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Um, you talked a lot just about kind of adjusting from being by yourself um, and having a lot of alone time. I think you're you probably lean more towards like an introverted individual. Yeah. Um, it's hard to be introverted when you're married because there's mm-hmm. always someone in the other room. There's always someone around. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you find... One thing I didn't realize is, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but extroverted and introverted people, um, that's a way that you describe like how you're energized, mm-hmm. right? Like you're either energized by being around others or you're energized being alone. Mm-hmm. I'm extroverted. I get really tired when I'm by myself. So you're introverted. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that work? How, if you were to explain what it's like to be an introvert to someone who's not, um, what are the ways and how do you find energy being by yourself and what's like draining about being around other people? I mean, I guess I think one misconception is that introverts don't like being around other people. Like they don't enjoy other people. And that's not how I experience it at all. I, I can be with some of my favorite people. Like, uh, I can be with Alexis or you or our cousins or whoever it is, my friends. And they're people I enjoy being around. And, um, but it just takes a lot out of me sometimes. Like I, yeah. the thing, the, uh, the best way I can describe it is that, um, that's that moment when I'm, when I get home and I sit down on the couch and I don't have to talk to anybody like that's just a huge moment. I love that feeling. Like I love it. And so I don't know. There's a, it's, it's challenging sometimes for me to, um, go to like social functions that, um, you know, when sometimes I would much rather just be at home and, and be relaxing or whatever, but Right. I don't know if that helps you understand. No, it does. Is Alexis extroverted or introverted? Uh, she. I would say she's an extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys balance that? Um, is there like a? Yeah. How do you navigate that? Um. I think that, like, having an extrovert and an intro- introvert in a relationship together has helped both of us like because being married to her like it has pushed me there have been plenty of times where we go out to do something and I don't want to do it at all um but I think my life is is more full because I have someone to kind of pull me along and and encourage me to go out and do things that maybe I definitely wouldn't do if if it weren't for her and I would hope that she would say that um, I've made, I make our home a very relaxing place, hmm. a place where, um, you know, just being is enough. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, the last thing you, you talked a little bit about with what's going on at home, um, was finding purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I feel like finding purpose is more of a journey than a checklist. Mm. Like, I don't know if we ever, maybe we do, we're young. 
I know I haven't gotten to the point where, um, even as much as I wish I, I have, I haven't just been like, Oh, I know what my purpose is fully 100%, no doubt about it. Um, it's something that I struggle with. I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with because I think purpose changes. Like, I don't think purpose is finite. I think that's the thing about purpose is it's one of those concepts where, um, it adapts to your just journey and experience in life. Um, what I'm curious for you, what are some of the things that you're doing or have done to help find purpose in your life? Um, but before that, sorry to cut you off. I think we have to define what purpose is. What would you define purpose as? I guess I would say it's what fulfills you. And, you know, when I think of purpose, I just think about like whatever, when you wake up, what's the first thing you think about? Like, and that's kind of your purpose, at least for me. And so... Um, things that I'm doing to help me find my purpose, I guess. Um, I don't know if, if I could say that there's anything like that I'm really doing out of the ordinary, but one thing that I've been focusing on a lot lately is being present in the moment and being, um, fully where I am. So, if it's eating dinner with my wife, like making that an important to me, making that time that I'm spending with her something that's important to me. If it's working, um, it's doing the best that I can at my job and, um, you know, fully immersing myself and, and committing to doing being a good employee or whatever it is, um, just trying my best to be a hundred percent there, which is, I'm not, I fail at it a lot and it's, it's hard. I think it's hard for everyone, but, um, I'm, I believe, and I hope that by doing that, I'm able to, to find purpose day to day and, um, whatever each day brings. Yeah. That's so good. I think kind of what you're saying is purpose is a perspective. Um, it's the way we filter, um, meaning and value in our life. And the cool thing about that is we get to decide. Um, that's not like a, a metric that society has to, to decide of like what is purposeful and what's not. I think it's something that we all hope yeah. and desire for. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, dude. Um, what are you hoping for? For or so it's I can't believe it's November. Yeah. The weird thing about Tennessee, so last week it was like thirty nine degrees. Mm -hmm. It was feeling like winter. I pulled out all of my winter clothes and flannels and jackets. But today it's seventy one and sunny. Yeah. <laughs> Not a cloud in the sky. Um but regardless, the end of the year is approaching the holiday season is fastly i don't think that's a word quickly making its way upon us we start to celebrate with our family and friends and it's a very festive time of year and 
now's the time that we start to think about the new year, which is 2022. Um, so the way, I, my, really my last question for you is what are you hoping and excited for in 2022 um, for you and Alexis um, and your family? Um, man, well, we're hoping to get a dog. <laughs> That's don't <one> thing. <laughs> do it. I, I don't. And I know you don't think we should, but I. It's inevitable at this point. Um. So. I think 2022 is the year that we become dog owners. So I'm excited about that. Um. You know. I think just kind of, if anything, just getting a getting more time to settle into being married and it'll be the second half of our first year of marriage. And, um, just, I, I guess I feel like I'm hoping that 2022 is, I have more stability. Um, I know that now that I'm saying that it's like, there's no way it's going to happen, but you know, I'm not going to have to plan a wedding or, um, or figure out like, a honeymoon, just all of that stuff is, yeah. I won't have to worry about any of that, but, um, yeah, I don't know if I can say anything specifically that I have planned for next year, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. How do you feel about new year's resolutions? I think they're great. I love, I love the new, like new year's is probably my favorite holiday, honestly. Um, just because it's, I know it's like an arbitrary thing that we pick like, okay, this day is the end of one year and the next day is the start of a new year. We just pick a date, but I do love the feeling of like a fresh start and a clean start. There is something for me that it feels different on January 1st than it, than it felt on December 31st. So new year's resolutions, I think are great. They're yeah. If you can hold to them, it's great. But even if not, like just taking time to set goals or aspirations, I think is a healthy thing to do. Totally. That's one of the things I like about New Year's is I feel like <clears throat> as we grow up, like birthdays become a little less special, um, Christmas changes, Thanksgiving changes, um, all of like the typical holidays and celebrations. I don't know what it is, but the older you get, the excitement behind it as much as we all hate to admit it, fades a little bit. Mm. But I feel like the inverse happens with New Year's for me. Like I used to, I didn't really care about New Year's when mm. I was a kid, but that fresh start you were describing, um, I appreciate it more. And I uh, I look forward to just a new year more and that feeling yeah. uh, that comes with it. Yeah, I think for everyone, like, everyone wants a fresh start and um it's just nice that like it's somehow in your mind you're able to categorize okay well that was last year so yeah what happened last year it, this is a new start and so yeah i totally uh agree with you like new year's as i've gotten older has become more exciting for me and more special and um yeah, I'm excited for 2022. I could, I feel like I'm still reeling from 2020, and now 2022 yeah. is already coming. So it's weird, but time keeps moving. Yeah. 
It is weird. Time keeps moving. That's the truth. Um, well, Josh, as we as we close, um, thanks for sitting down with me. This is something that I know I've wanted to do. Um, just because I think it's so important for our listeners to um, hear like who you are. Yeah. Um, so I know this is a really broad question, but is there anything that you know, not coming from the perspective as a host, um, you would like to share or just tell people who listen to Home with the Katinas? Um, I guess I would say, you know, I'm not, uh, I guess I would say when I'm in the, in in the chair you're in right now, when I'm hosting, I'm not, uh, I don't want to come across as someone who like has answers for everything or um, has his life together because uh, more, more often than not, I don't. And so um, I don't know to people who are listening. I, I just hope that you know that I'm just like you and uh, I have insecurities and struggles that I face and um, I have things that I'm passionate about. I'm glad we got to talk about music and sports today. Um, and I guess when I started this podcast, that's one thing that was important to me was letting people see the humanity in whoever my guest is. Um, letting people see that humans are so uh, complex and everyone has a background and everyone has comes from a different environment. And, and a lot of the things that make us who we are, are out of our own control. And that's something that I don't think a lot, some people probably don't like to accept that some people, um, people like to think that they have control, like their environment doesn't control them. But at least in my experience in life, that's not what I've, what I've seen. And so, um, I've really just enjoyed having guests in and having conversations where people can see the, the background and see that, um, humans are human. Uh, we're, we're all different, but a lot, in a lot of ways, we're all very similar and alike. So, um, that's what I hope people see in me. So yeah. Thanks. E. Wow. Words to live by. Humans are human, and we all have a background. Um, dude, thanks for sitting down and for having this conversation with me. Um, hopefully we can do it again sooner than later. Yeah. Um, and to our listeners, thank you for listening to another episode of Home with the Katinas. We appreciate you and your support, and we'll see you next week.